This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Yo, what's up, Hafta listeners? This is Abhinandan Sekri getting you the Hafta from a chilly Delhi with a wonderful panel, uh, a relatively warm room. Let me first introduce the panel to you. We have Manisha Pandey, the Hello. host of our hit series Nuisance, which is doing so well. <laughs> Thank you, Manisha. Hi. Our managing editor, Raman Kripal, who has overseen some wonderful stories over the election. Sir, I haven't seen you in a while, but hi. Hi. Our editor-in-chief, Madhu Trehan, the Hello. pioneering journalist of India. That's for the Punjabis. Did you say pioneering? And for the non-Punjabis, And for the loins. <laughs> loin. Please, for the loins in Rantabha. wrong spelling, pronounce kar diya, then you blame the Punjabis. I'm Punjabi. <laughs> Pandeji, you are living in Pahadi. Anyway. And we have... A special guest, a subscriber, a long-time supporter of News Laundry from Bombay. Uh, she spends the time between Bombay and Boston. Anushka Shah. Hello, Hello. Anushka. Hi. So, Anushka works as a researcher at the Center for Civic Media at the MIT Media Lab. That's MIT, Massachusetts. Matlab intelligent hai She works on two projects related to media framing and civic participation. One is called Media Cloud. It's a news analysis platform through which she looks at how the news in India presents various social issues. Well, we shall ask her about that. The second is called Civic Entertainment. It explores how films, television and digital media can improve civic participation through shows like Constitution, I'm guessing? Yes, that's definitely one good example. And Nuisance, is that just like Tamasha or is it doing any <laughs> civic duty? Doing a civic duty or watching news for people? It's Correct. Big I think it's <laughs> Anushka has like kind of tried to pull you out of the hole, but I don't know. <laughs> She's also founded a production firm in Mumbai called Civic Studio that produces... Civic entertainment, which is, I guess, educational in nature. And in the past, she has worked with various non-profits and also the Aam Admi Party. Really, Anushka? We have one more connection here. <laughs> yes. Oh, so, no. Oh, God. There's <laughs> not two of us. <laughs> now there's this collective groan. You see, Raman sir, non-committal, will say nothing. Um, okay, all that happened in the past week, I would like to start off firmly with this one issue which is a journalist by the name of Kishore Chandra Wanghemcha in Manipur has been put in jail for 12 months under the National Securities Act for criticizing the state and central governments. He called, um, who a puppet of... Um, <laughs> he called BJP Buddhu Joker Party. <laughs> Buddhu Joker Party. I think it's shocking. And he also kind of said things about this. I think this that's year. really cool. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to sound like the loony... He gets one year. ...right on, on Twitter... Uh, but uh, they are always accusing everybody of not standing up for someone who is not yeah. from there. I haven't seen anyone stand up for this guy yeah, yeah, yeah. other than the... If you look at it, Ayerwal is actually lucky that he got out after like two months. Yeah, for this guy is going days. for a year. But he's appealed in the high court yeah. and he could be let out. Let's Hopefully. see what the high court says. But yeah, this is happening in India. Uh and there'll be the waterbouters and the people with limited IQ and intelligence saying that this has always been happening, so let's not panic. To them, I say, when you plant an acorn, an oak grows. Plant one in your head and hope a brain grows. Gosh, he's really on an arrogant mode today. Anna, I'm on like, I'm on dick mode. Zyada, zyada arrogance ho I'm the horrible, obnoxious prick in the house, yo. Then there was the uh, conviction of Sajjan Kumar, long overdue. He has been sent to prison for life. Uh, at the same time, in the same week, there is some confusion about what is life. I thought that was settled. I'm wondering if anybody here has an answer to that. Uh, but I'll just come to that. Um, Sajjan Kumar, 
a former Congress member of Parliament who wasn't given a ticket in the last election, but his brother or sister or someone in law was given, right, sir? Yes. They lag out a slimy one. We are not giving it to him, but he gave it to his brother or sister. So, and in the same week, Kamal Nath was sworn in as a chief minister, which led to certain eye rolls, shouting, mm. objections, uh, because Kamal Nath has also been named by a few witnesses. Yeah. Although, um, I, is, is he, is there a case pending no, with Kamal Nath? No, there's no there case against no case. him. Right. Then there was a Supreme Court um, ruling against a CBI probe into the Rafael deal. It said it satisfied the process that followed. I mean, people tried to stretch it through, but it got nowhere. Maybe we can discuss some of that. Stalin proposes Rahul as Prime Minister for 2019. Uh, not any nods from either Mamtadi or Mayawati. We can discuss that a little bit. And there were a bunch of swearing-ins other than Kamal Nath in Chhattisgarh. Bhupesh Baghel was sworn in, Ashok Gehlot was sworn in Rajasthan and Sachin Pilot as a deputy and KCR was sworn in Telangana. Also, something I'd like to get the panel's view on is the photograph of Manohar Parikar with the tubes coming out. Madhu, you have some experience of medical science because you're married to a doctor. I'm none. In India, it's like this. What? My father is a politician, my politician, my husband is a doctor. Yes, Sonia Gandhi said that hmm. in an interview. She said that um, it's normal for a doctor's son to become a doctor. It's normal for a, uh, a you know an engineer's son to become an engineer. So a politician's son becomes an engineer, except that politicians don't have to sit down for degrees and, and actually learn the cr- trade or the p- profession. Hmm. Uh, you just So she was totally wrong on that. And let's get back to your point. My point was that Manohar Parikar's photographs that were circulated where he has these tubes sticking out of his nose and, you know, he's ailing. He's got cancer, right? Does anyone know what kind of cancer it is? Pancreatic cancer? Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. So, um, and, and they said that's fine, pancreatic. you know, if he can move around, it's better for him to move around even if they're tubes. And, you know, others said that they're just propping him up for a photo op and it's so unfair to have this such a frail-looking man with tubes coming out of his nose being ins- inspecting bridges and flyovers. So, is it a photo op or is it completely fine? I would have wanted... Well, listen, I think that Manohar Parika is not... Ultimate photo, yeah, for anyone who wants to cling to power. No, no, I, don't, I think that's a little cruel. I think looking at it from... Purely from a human point of view, hmm. a man who has a serious case of cancer, which he's being treated for and, you know, hmm. not much, um, let's say, I don't want to say hmm. anything because I don't know medically. Hmm. But I think it's very important for a person to feel that he can still function on a human level hmm. and to be just made into a vegetable uh, and say, you sit at home because you've got cancer, I think is, is um, really hard on them. And plus... The fight against cancer for that individual we ha- has been proven medically is the mental state of the patient. If the patient fights back, they live longer. If they give up and lie down, they die sooner. In fact, today in the Indian Express, there was an article, I'm sure that made many eyes roll, which kind of endorsed that placebo is scientifically proved to work. Really? So, yes, yes, because the I mental... I think it's in the second last yes, page of the Indian Express. True. Yeah, that, that's because men, the mental... Uh, state of a person in fighting any disease is a hundred percent proven that it changes the preg- prognosis. And also getting a disease. For example, it's been proven that a, a, a person with a negative attitude or highly and not able to take stress well, very stressed out, are those people who do develop yeah, that cancer. That is because it influences your breathing. Yeah. But yeah. Anushka, you're trying to say something, you're going to have to really get in. Oh because, yeah, I'm going to have to get in. I can because see people just talk yeah. over each other here. It's no, like I, Arnab's show, but we're nice. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was going to say that I think even if it is a photo op, it's I don't think we have to villainize politicians all the time for that. I think it's a good sim, it's a good message, it's a good symbol for cancer patients. Um, if, you know, for anyone with this idea that if you're that sick and you can still do a tough job like this. So, so let me start with you, Anushka. Um, and your key is media. So when you say you're doing this study on media to see how Indian media covers various what yeah. um, subjects so really what we've done is we've you know it's, it's a joint project between MIT and Harvard and mm. it's taken us 8 years to build this platform it's not it's Harvard by the way as oh, Amir Khan sorry. says in Gajani Harvard Harvard is that right? Gajani. I have seen Gajani Harvard so, Harvard he goes from Harvard you don't remember but there's two different universities huh? Harvard is a different H-O-W-A-R-D is a different university and Harvard maybe he actually was going Harvard and we were just being fun ah. <laughs> so then so, um, so it's a it's a you know, there's lots of these media and uh, like analytics companies today, right? That will do analysis for you about how you're performing your channel, and they charge through the roof usually. But the idea for us was how do we build something that's completely free and open source that can allow you to look at how the news is talking about different issues around the world. So what this platform is is that it is uh, a database of sixty thousand news sources from around the world, from which we pull content on a daily basis. So we have about a billion plus stories in this database in 20 languages Mm. so you can literally put in let's say um the you know let's say cancer and you want to see how the news is talking about cancer or you know more or like the elections you want to see how the news talk about Rajasthan versus Chhattisgarh versus Mizoram so you can put these terms in you can select a particular Indian news source or our entire collection we have about 150 English language Indian news sources about 100 Hindi ones select a date range and it'll instantly tell you how much the news is talking about that what language they're using how they're framing it so it becomes a very helpful so there's a qualitative tool. aspect to it there's a quant and qual aspect to it so the yeah. qual aspect I mean can you do a sentiment analysis is it a positive coverage or a negative like let's say I say Narendra Modi yeah. and you know you scroll through what is the term you use scroll through How? what is the uh, surf- you can it, I mean not necessarily crawl through but it basically scans all of the text and then that's it can tell you it's positive or negative it has it's you know, smart s- enough to sentiment analysis actually so within within MIT the media lab we don't do too much of it specifically within our group because it's not proven academically to work anywhere uh, in the world the, 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 it's not a very rigorous method of doing it it's like saying if I say the sentence this is not a good day most sentiment analysis systems will actually put that as a positive sentence because it has the word good, good in it but okay. to do that calculation of saying not come before good becomes computationally quite mm. heavy so there's you have to have very sophisticated systems to do that kind of sentiment analysis so what is the kind of qualitative analysis then? so it'll tell you for example the kind of words used it'll give you sample stories so it'll give you a sense of it'll do automatic theme detection so it'll tell you for example if you know when we were looking at how women's issues are spoken about in the Indian news it would pick up crime and criminality as a big theme so it would actually so that signal that, that it's women's issues are only picked up if someone's mugged or right, raped or exactly. beaten or killed yeah, okay, as right. opposed to it being more of a social stigma or a social issue um, so that that's the kind of qualitative stuff that it gives you but you can literally look at this for any country in the world um, and we use it to work a lot with non-profits activists foundations to give them a sense of when they're designing media campaigns or media interventions what's the news saying where are the gaps what can you you know plug in how do you reframe it so we should do a partnership um, you know using this Manisha let's let's come up with some fancy analysis and, and come up with using this open source. So that is what Anushka is doing for news in general and also subscribing to us. <laughs> what are you doing 
are you supporting news <laughs> are you supporting independent news come on wonderful people you must support news you sound so come insincere <laughs> when i'm being nice yeah. come let's hold hands and say. itchy and scratchy show we love each other we will support independent news okay. so all you non subscribers you need to do something so unless you're working on building some really fancy algo uh, to kind of an open source algo that we can use to do something for news just subscribe it's much easier you just need a credit card and you know fingers to type your password so or a debit card also or a debit card yeah. or whatever or I, i'm going to put a plug for media cloud here which is that you don't even need a credit card or a debit card it's totally free so your subscribers can actually do analysis using it and write to you with it Oh. So it's so you yeah. can do that also so you can make such cloud. offers and compete and <laughs> kill our which <laughs> she's free we're asking for payment no but no, th- no. that's not but that's for news they, but they'll still for news laundries hafta <laughs> they'll still need to subscribe yes so yeah so do subscribe pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served and when advertisers pay advertisers served remember that now let me start with you madhu hmm. you um Of course, were, were you in Delhi when eighty uh, four happened? No, I was in New York. Oh, you were in New York, but and there were no TV channels other than Doordarshan, so there's very little video coverage of that period. If 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 news track had been existing, or if if it was like what it is today, mm. there would have been an outrage right then. But a lot of it was just rumor and right. what people. I was watching uh, cannot place burn on CNN in New York, and I my father's. office is also in connot place and i was watching marina hotel burn and it's right the next block from my father so i called him up and he said nahi nahi yahan sab kuch theek he was at home he said nahi yahan sab kuch theek hai kuch nahi ho raha was television he was had no idea mm-hmm. and we and i said no connot place is burning so um and Rab- also when indira gandhi died it wasn't like everyone got to know like we get to know today when somebody mm. passes away it it was all rumor word of mouth yeah it was just and i said today also i mean bal thakre ke itne atkale hain i mean no, but still, did he die 40 years before they announced it no, was that's different that they hold it back Jalalita, themselves Jalalita, exactly. but there's always now the reporters our media is powerful enough to report things as it happens and uh, in those days of course nothing, there was only doordarshan no so there, there was, was no chance in fact suman dubey told me that he would draw he was editor of india today at that time he drove past all india institute and he saw a big crowd there and a crack editor reporter that he was didn't stop to wonder ki kya ho raha Hmm. and it was but i just want to ask you one thing like i was reading on uh, twitter a few journalists saying that back then apart from the indian express none of the newspapers really reported on the riots in the way they should have no, and no didn't. one implicated congress no, no they didn't i wasn't here so i don't know but i certainly congress was not implicated at that time it was not done raman sir you you were in the report to I read today down. in today's paper i would recommend reading uh, ritu sarin's a uh, report in indian express called the black smoke billowed uh it's worth reading my regret is that indian express has a word limit this required a much longer piece which obviously she did know a lot more than what she was able to put in this mm. but it's a short piece but it's really moving and another film to recommend on this is by shonali bose called amu Mm. Raman sir, you were a, you were a journalist then, or you no, were still no, a kid? No, I was a postgraduate student. Okay, and you were and in Delhi. And uh, I had, huh, yes, I was in Delhi, and mm. we had uh, got a DDA flat in East Delhi, Dilshad Garden. So that is the year when we shifted to Dilshad Garden, mm. and we saw all this in because East Delhi was the most affected area. And mm. was there coverage in the newspapers? Keep I don't, I can't recall, but I I have seen uh, half burnt bodies. 
uh, in East Delhi. Uh, people had come to our area also, and uh, they were, uh, you know, just uh, picking up the sick families. We had hidden some of them, and uh, it was very, very bad. The politicians, local politicians, were over there, and I, after I became journalist, because it really affected me a lot, so I reported quite a lot. One thing I wanted to add was that there's a sick family living next to my parents' house. And um, they stayed in my parents' house in the living room, living on mattresses for 10 days after that. And when we moved to India, which was in 1988, we moved in. And as we were moving in, there was a sick family who are our direct neighbors. And the man came across and he said, we're glad you're moving in this and that. And then he brought up the subject, agar kuch danga ya kuch hoi, aapke ghar mein na? They had kind of so figured I said, this is going to happen. No, then it, it I told him the story that yes, my father did give refuge and so there's no problem there. On the other hand, somebody uh, called a, a friend who was a neighbor of a sick family and they said, please, can you give them refuge and the neighbor refused they said they were celebrating by passing around mithai and we saw it which a lot of people when, did but and, yeah. and so we're not going to give them any refuge no, no, it went on for three days hmm. and uh, fourth day there was a army you know they they marched in flag march hua tha. flag march hua. Uske baad, these army people were also telling us ki ab, we had given you three days which is similar to the Gujarat story. So what story. I'm trying to say that the police, the army, everybody knew about it. Everybody let it happen. And at that time, the loyalists of the Gandhi family were HKL Bhagat, yeah. uh, this guy Sajjan Kumar, In fact, Tytler, Dharamdas Shastri. So these were the people who were in. I've, I've done one of the last few interviews of HKL Bhagat actually was done by me. Um, but I'll just come to that later. Uh, Anushka, from the coverage you saw of 84, for someone who was born, I guess, after 84, in the late 80s or whatever, millennials yeah, are born. Yeah, like uh, millennials. <laughs> uh, did you get a sense of this is a big deal? Or as as far as media coverage goes, it was, how do you look at this judgment? It's interesting because I think every time I have heard of the uh, the Sikh riots has been in reference to when 2002 in Gujarat comes up. It's almost like when I was growing up, 2002 in Gujarat was spoken about a lot more. That's fascinating. So that was that about, that. What about brought it up? Yeah. Otherwise, hmm. Or every time there was some progress with the court case, then there was a blip of it in the news. But I actually looked this up. And in the last two years, overall, this, the 1984 riots has got more than twice the coverage of the Gujarat riots. Which to in me also, in the last two years. Really? Which to mm. me makes sense also, because we've completely, practically stopped talking about Gujarat yeah. in the last two years. In the last four years, yeah. really. Um, so I think that's that's quite problematic. So a, that's interesting. So th this data you got from your... From Media Cloud. From Media yeah. Cloud. Oh, okay. I think AAP, AAP also took uh, took this issue. AAP. 84. Uh, 84. Yeah, when they came to right. Pardes, yes. we'll, yeah, and they BJP also when they came to yeah, Pardes, said we'll open up but cases. But the fact is that now media does not write about 2002 at, not all. at, all. at all. I think it's also a sense of like trying to overcompensate. Ki bhai, you know, uh, this is where I think the liberals get too defensive. Mm. That What about 2002 became a meme? So we'll have started, stopped 
Hmm. Talking about 2002, which is a dumb thing to do. But I think this is what is so interesting about the Delhi Judgment because the Judgment, everyone should read it, and we link to it. It really clearly makes a case for crimes against humanities. It talks of 84, it talks of 2002, talks of Muzaffarpur, and it says that in India we don't have a law to deal with. These are essentially crimes against humanities. These sure. are genocides. These aren't like hmm. riots, hmm. you know, or just like do community fighting. These are planned systematic mm. and it says that you have to address these with this different law because existing laws can't they don't help the court to fast track these cases or you know 34 years later now these judgments see i feel kind of is happening more uh, on the public perception i feel that if this case will go to supreme court i still in the entire judgment i'm not able to figure out any material evidence everything is other than the yes, w- eyewitnesses uh, Also, the three eyewitnesses who've stuck around. Legal coverage, as I said before, they don't really give what actually happens in court. Right. They just give the end. But that's also the court's fault. You know, the, I don't know why courts are so secretive. Yeah, sealed on. Look, me, though, no in camera, no. Apparently, no, now no. they're saying I mean, they allow no, no, some cameras. For it's not just that. Because if you look at any other legal coverage all over the world, they will say. and the person sobbed when this happened they'll give every the family was doing this so they give descriptors of the court room we don't give any descriptors of any court room whether you talk about ajmal um, this thing or apna yakub not apna unka yakub never but that's yakub also moment, they never give the and that is the worst kind of journalism because you just take the end result from the uh, uh, from the judgment but just what print you it say, and you don't even know what happened supreme court it's okay but if it's patel house got all you say and as the pan stain stared yeah, at me from exactly. the corner yeah exactly that's no, required no, no, i think no i think no Courts are great minds for really great stories. Completely, yes. I mean, it's and also like just crazy. All the justice cases, my God, the sobbing that goes on and everything. You have to have a real I story. I think even family courts, which is specific exactly. to India, very very few uh, good court reporters. I, no, I first, none, none. Uh, because no, I, I had I had very good ones when I was in India. I just know before we move on to that, I just want to give my input on this eighty four. There are two observations that I had. One is I used to think this Shahzad Poonawala is a harmless fool, you know, like many jesters. What Sohail said, I thought was a harmless fool, but then clearly he was not harmless because the kind of damage he did to basic news by, you know, kind of advocating brands who he was a consultant with and just compromised news. Shahzad Poonawala was doing this show. I think that that brother versus brother, whatever that show is called. Bhai versus Bhai. Has it become a talk show where he is the host of this thing? Yeah, yeah, but that's the show. No, oh, that's the format. I thought they were arguing with each other. Okay, so. Ha, anyway. so that's it. They argue so with each other. What was disgusting was that he was using this one one of the victims' uh, widows, hmm. um, who was there as a of her shoulder, he was firing. absolving modi of 2002 which is disgusting like oh how God. low can you sink so she's saying to he says ye to sarkar ne organize kiya tha congress ne organize kiya tha 2002 mein to do communities ki ladai hui thi na she says ha ha wo to do communities lade the lekin yahan to sikhon ko like it was engineered to kill now you can understand that she has seen her family burn in front of her hmm. so you have a sympathy but what she's saying is disgusting but you cannot call her out on it because of what she suffered and this vile man hmm. is using her mis- misery to say that 2002 is not the same as 84 how fucking disgusting is this guy my god i mean really, really? it's sick it is it is beyond sudhir choudhary sick it is beyond arnab sick hmm. this guy is disgusting 
and i still used to bump and a in and you're opportunist at an airport shivering and says that if you listen to it next time bump to your airport or something i will not smile i'll show you a middle finger and restrain myself from doing anything more but that's a disgusting thing to do second thing i thought the debate of what is life was settled in the sanjeev nanda case life is life as long as you're alive or in the mm-hmm. manush sharma case 14 to 20 years no it life imprisonment was considered 14 years a life sentence but then i think in the manush sharma case it said as long as you're alive you stay in jail mm-hmm. but now with the sushil modi case because he was you know his death row was commuted to life now again the court is asking what is life so what does this mean sajjan kumar is in for 14 years or he's in as long as he's alive I think life generally means 14 maybe, years unless until it's specified by the court. It was 14 to 20 years. That's what we used to hear. No, but today, today, judgment to aaj ki hai na? No, no, but retrospective hai na. Crime to 84 ka hai. So it says 14 to 20 years in most of the I think it is 14 to 20 till the court specifies. Unless it's like, uh, uh, you know, yeah. execution. I just want to go back for a second to the point that Madhu was saying about the, the reporting of courts and the legal procedure. I've always heard, despite the fact that I grew up hearing both Gujarat 2002 and 1984 kind of in the same breath, that would also always be followed by this criticism of, oh, that's a political whataboutry. And I think that... these are both hardcore political issues so i think by us trying to you know always say that let's not make it a political issue is almost like a desperate confession of the fact that it is really political um and i think that it's in the absence of reporting about procedure and process about each of these cases that we then tend to just rely on the tutu meme of the politics kisne kya kaha kahan se aaya but if we focus a little bit more on the procedure and the process of what happens inside public institutions if you have a little bit more of an Im- imagery right like about the courts who who is inside what does it look like automatically you're interested in the process part of it also i just don't think we're very good at telling the story of public institutions so then we end up relying on the storytelling of characters in sure. politics and i think that becomes a problem in reporting about riots there's no reason if it's about 1984 we should not be looking at okay these three witnesses stuck by that's why we were able to implicate this person let's see how we can do that for 2002 or you know other riot cases i mean although in 2003 too many people have been have vanished but i would just like to point out that i'm reading this article in the hindu because i remember very clearly reading this the supreme court had clarified yeah i was just and looking I quote, at that the apex court also said that its constitutional bench's landmark judgment of 1982 on criteria for imposing death penalty is a fresh look and this is from the judgment of justice k s radhakrishnan and madan b lokur a convict undergoing life imprisonment is expected to remain in custody till the end of his life subject to any remission granted mm-hmm. by appropriate government this in government. 2012 it was cra- yeah, clarified exactly because before that it was 14 years but this sushil you know the tandoor murder case mm-hmm. i was in news track when this happened yes. his uh, life now they're saying is it life or can he go now because uh, so i don't understand how i read this in the express today but the court has clarified this why they asking again mm-hmm. maybe because at that time when he was given the judgment right that, that law applied life. yeah okay um so manisha why don't you start off on does anyone have anything to say on the farm loan waiver i mean we've had discussions on that last two days i think it's a wonderful competition 
वॉट इज फार्मर्स आर बेनिफिटिंग सब दे कम्पीटिंग टू माफ करो लोन्स माफ करो लोन्स फाइन बट आई डोंट थिंक ऑफकोर्स इज नॉट द सोल्यूशन बिकॉज द प्रॉब्लम इज नॉट जस्ट द लोन्स द प्रॉब्लम इज द रूट कॉज ऑफ द लोन्स एंड दैट इज बिकॉज ऑफ द मिडल मैन द मंडी प्राइसिंग ऑल दैट दैट इज नॉट बीन रिजॉल्व अनलेस दे रिजॉल्व दैट द लोन्स मीन नथिंग in the mm. long term for farmers so it doesn't resolve the problem at all it's okay as a short term thing and how they're going to pay for it through the exchequer is a bit of a problem i i think this is a debate But where both parties after a point cannot punch each other because i think between maharashtra and uh, which is other bjp ruled state up up, UP. also it, the total comes to 70 80000 crores no no 70 alone in maharashtra maharashtra so between the two it comes to 140000 uh-huh. and same between madhya pradesh and what they promising in gujarat comes and to around the same Rajasthan comes to the same. So, but uh, I think this is something that I've not been able to understand. I think Vivek called out a piece for us yeah, on this. Yeah, there's two pieces of it, two very detailed pieces on. I read um, the anar, jo hai that guys not being able to sell anar. Pyaaz at two rupees a kilo, alu at one rupee a kilo, tomato at four rupees a kilo. But then comes to us as twenty, thirty, forty. Yeah. So it's just warehousing. Is that the only problem? Because they have it's to sell. It's a middleman. They've been saying that. They've been saying that repeatedly. that it's the middlemen that they Mandi make the money then the shopkeepers fixed. and the farmer gets next to nothing it's because the farmer has to sell his produce right but if yeah, they but have they have to have a fixed price but if they had warehousing the no the f- and the warehousing is a big problem because then he says okay i won't sell because yeah. if they because he has to sell it or there's a rot but if he has a warehouse there then he's okay fine i'll just put it in the warehouse i won't sell i mean i'll don't but there's one thing that i think we should factor in on this in terms of why do we need short term solutions is because the the rural distress is really it's really insane when you read stories from the protest marches that have happened or generally also i was reading a piece in the mint where this guy who's done his ma in commerce he couldn't get a job so he's come back to his uh, farmland and he's working on the farm and they have a 6 lakh debt and they are still they have a younger son to educate so they're spending around 12000 per month every family even 2 hours away from delhi you go to sonipat This is a story in every family that you don't no one wants to work on the farms because it's just no more money and everyone has a debt. And which is why then you have something like a jat uh, you know reservation protest mm. because no one wants to be a farmer anymore everyone wants government jobs. And when you have something like a demonetization uh, you know happen and you have agricultural ministry in November they were coming out with a report that was com- saying that how badly it had hit small farmers. They reversed that report they didn't let it come out but when you have something like that that really you know push the farmer i think it's also the government's job to then help out a little bit I even totally in the short it's term it's not just an economic decision she yeah. touched on three four very important points you know including the demonetization it's as really well as a report which they held back so these are issues which actually somebody should and farmers an will have to pay rent for the warehouse yeah <laughs> the warehouse is not at their disposal sure so they are forced to sell but they should give produce. loans to so they can build their warehouses mm. that would be yeah. at no, least I mean, there can be huge government warehouses and you can just you know rent out your space it's it can be like a but the point is that that warehouse should exist and even if they have to pay rent they can still they have some negotiation capacity if i know by tomorrow sitting out in the open my produce is going to rot then i'm much weaker than if i say okay fuck off i'll put it in the warehouse you know there is some this thing no i think i think if you i i had i did one story very long time ago for the indian express when the tomato hit 100 rupees uh, mm-hmm. so i went to junjunwala where we used to have the local production it used to come to ayatpur market so i went to a farmer's house i stayed at his house uh and i chased followed the, the, produce. Follow the produce how does it so go so change middleman is the 
सस्टेनेबल No, I'm the middleman. Dude, you want to be the middleman? Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> ha, you can be the middleman. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I, have, I have a point about the farm loans thing, which I always find interesting. How agriculture and farming coverage is so dominated by the farm loans thing, and I think one part of it is for sure the distress is so high that it needs a. I mean, farm loans are not a solution, but they're an immediate balm that provides some relief. But I think that we also suffer from not talking about the rest of the thing, like middleman or warehousing mm. or rural unemployment or a lack of agricultural productivity. Even if you see news coverage, and sorry to put another statistical plug from Media Cloud, but. In the last since in the last one year since the start of two thousand eighteen, 25% of all coverage on farming and agriculture has been farm loans. But mentions of rural unemployment, agricultural productivity, wow, all has been less than 0.2%. 0.2%. Less than that, which means that we're not even addressing these root causes. In and the media. They are conversations. They are conversations, yeah. and it's also understandable that they're not sexy topics to an English urban audience. I get that, and it's maybe it's unrealistic to expect. But when we get the This heightened coverage, right? When there's a moment where everyone's paying attention during the protests, during the marches, during elections, when farm loans are a political issue, that's the time I think the news can take a little bit of advantage and say, let's push a little bit when we have attention to talk more about what the root causes are. So I think that's what makes news a little bit empowering. Trying to combine those two. I'm really pleased that farmers now have a voice. There's a vote bank. They were not even considered mm. in earlier elections. They were not considered. That's why there were no loans give, uh, no loan waivers, nothing. Nobody bothered. Now, because of the walk in Maharashtra, which was hugely successful, and the one in Delhi, I think at least their voices are loud enough now, important enough for politicians to be responding to them. And the rural voter who earlier did not swing as much as the urban voter now, by the Madhya Pradesh election, is clear that even the rural voter can move. You know, mm. it was that. कि भाई हमारी फैमिली यू नो संघ को लगाती है या हमारी फैमिली हाथ पे लगाती है दैट इज नो लॉन्गर द केस एंड आई हैव एन ईमेल टू रीड हियर सो दैट्स अ ह्यूज स्टेप व्हिच मींस दैट वोटिंग अवे फ्रॉम फ्रॉम कास्ट एंड अदर बिलीव्स टू नीड बेस्ड एंड इशू बेस्ड एंड आई डेफिनेटली थिंक द वोटर्स गेटिंग मोर आई एम साउंडिंग लाइक शेखर गुप्ता ना <laughs> you know i believe the voters very smart they're not dumb people and let's be patronizing into 20 no uh, but i definitely think the the voters not as patient as it used to be they say ki bhai kaam karna to karo nahi to aage chalo hum dusre ko try marte hain hmm. i think that is there that i mean it's giving someone 70 years to try is gone so that's very a healthy development yeah okay this mail is from arvind thyagarajan hello team i'd like to weigh in on the following in discussing the new rbi governor discussions around the following were missing Uh, Arvind is talking about last week's hafta. What defines RBI autonomy? Does RBI autonomy always guarantee better economic prospects for the country? Example from the past where RBI putting its foot down actually helped would have been nice. Instead, a good amount of time was spent discussing the importance and relevance of education. In fact, if one were to only listen to Manisha, one would be led to believe that the new RBI governor is an out and about BJP stooge. But elementary review of his past will show he's worked closely for Congress governments in the past too. probably too closely 
I think Arvind, you've been listening to too much of Subramanian Swami. I smell Subramanian Swami in this letter. Why? Because he's also been telling us this RBI governor, so he saved Chidambaram and he did this and he did Achha, that. Okay. Hafta should not simply amplify the already beaten to death discussions on social media to the podcast, but make an attempt to unpack the missing piece of discourse. Anand, I think, did a good job in doing some of this as part of his piece on RBI governors. Also, I'd like for some discussion around news organization their role. in only focusing on all the shortcomings of the government remember i'm not confining myself only to mainstream media while it's perfectly okay for opposition parties to go after every misstep and look to build narrative for themselves in the next election news organization on the other hand should not be blind to real positives that might actually be due to schemes and policies of the government in power no government in power is pure evil at least not yet and when it appears news organizations are looking to portray governments only in red and black readers then begin to question motives ideologies and editorial team needlessly in this regard it will be nice to see scorecards maintained for every state and the nl team continuing to update it based on a variety of factors manifestos versus implementation crime etc thanks arvind anyone has anything to say to that i have two responses but anyone okay arvind uh, for your first thing that um, in discussing the rbi governor discussing around the uh, discussion of following we missing what defines rbi autonomy and does autonomy always guarantee better economic prospects for the country Here, Arvind Mirbhai, you have asked a very philosophical question. It's like saying, does democracy necessarily mean better decision making than a benign dictatorship? Probably not. If we had a Lee Kuan Yew in India, maybe we would have been better off. But things like autonomy, democracy, freedom, liberty, they are attractive and worth protecting because of conceptually, if that does not happen, it. destroys the entire system it's not just a bad decision being taken it is like saying is the supreme court better off being really um, bullied by a very honest government if it has a very corrupt supreme court just chief justice or is it better off being autonomous now maybe in a particular case if that justice is not very effective and the government you know wields power over him it would make sense but autonomy of institutions conceptually is imperative for a system to work so i think you are missing the woods for the trees have i misused the muhavra no that's what it means na <laughs> yes. so in saying ki bhai ye achhi decision hogi achhi decision hogi agar hum you know kisi ko shayad agar hum rahul ko dictator bana de shayad wo achhi decision lega but would you like that you know so autonomy is worth protecting irrespective of what decision is taken because that is how a system works um and secondly uh, what you're talking about no government is pure evil or pure good yes you're right but the basic messaging of certain governments is evil or good like for example before these last election primary kehta na the midterms jo hua the us mein hmm that was all about caravans and immigrants and the videos it, it was almost like a zombie apocalypse happening in america if that is the central messaging of the government while it may be doing 20 other things i think that must be called out every day and i think you know this is a classic casual thing man bites like 2200 planes landed safely in the delhi airport today that is not a headline one plane crashed is the headline also mainstream media mein kahan who's criticizing i mean uh, all the popular uh, channels are all praising the government most times of india is a record newspaper hindustan times is whatever somewhere in the middle indian express does its reporting i mean beyond that 
I don't see anyone in the yeah, mainstream I, media really sucking up. Uh, exactly. I mean, really criticizing the government or taking them on I or agree. pointing as, at negatives. As a, as a media watcher, re- consumer was, of media, I don't yeah. see that people fact, are being too critical. In fact, the last two years of UPA, you had a media which was way more critical of uh, the government, and rightly so. Hmm. That has not happened uh, with this NDA government. Right. Uh, now, if I could just go into the Supreme Court ruling, uh, would someone want to just bring us up to speed on that? On which uh, ruling? Basically, Supreme Court said that the they are not going to order a probe into the Rafale um, case, the the purchase of those aircrafts, because it said it is not for the court to decide how many aircrafts should be purchased, and they can't go on a fishing trip and say ki bhai, let's see if there's anything wrong. I think the media misinterpreted the court's judgment. Hmm. They basically said that um, BJP has been given a clean chit, hmm. which I don't think the court said. Hmm. It simply said that this is not our job. Right. It doesn't mean that they got a clean they're not shit. An investigating body. Yeah, they're not an investigative body. So I think that should be respected. No. They're not. So I think it should be taken as that an we investigation. Sh- to first, an investigation there. should take place and then bring it to court. Hmm. So you can't bring it to court just raising the question. So I think the petitioner did not do the job enough. That you can't just make an accusation without documentation, without some questions being raised. All that should have been done when they brought it to court. What do you think, Raman? No, the Supreme Court was trying to find out if there is a prima facie uh, reason for ordering a probe into this uh, Rafale. And uh, Supreme Court found that there was, I mean, the petitioners had not given enough, uh, you know, evidence. Material. Uh, yeah, material evidence to uh, to order a probe. But, you know, the kind of thing that Supreme Court has said, I mean, they have picked up two, three points. Uh, one is, like, they, they do not see anything wrong, uh, you know, in the appointment of uh, this uh, Ambani. Reliance. Ha, yeah. Reliance. Reliance, mm. you know, as the I mean, uh, partner uh, in yeah. this reference Offsets. case. Mm. Ha, so, so now, this is not, I mean, I think this is a reliance which n- was never into the weaponry yeah. system or n- they were never into this kind aviation, of right. aviation. Mm. And they get such a huge uh, 30,000 30, crore, I think, yeah. uh, of project. And I, I personally feel that this was a good reason enough to uh, for, the, for a problem. You know, I think it's a, it's a difficult one to call. Sorry, ladies, would you like to come in first? I one of the things that I am not hundred percent clear on is that the center sent the uh, Supreme Court today some today or yesterday a correction mm-hmm. about there was some, a famous typo right there was something <laughs> that they called an error or a typo of some sort where they had said that the PAC had had a look at the CAG report hmm. but actually that was not the case and the yeah. Supreme Court's judgment was based on that well not based but yeah that or was a but, part of it rather. but I do think in this uh, I'm, I'm no fan of the government as those of you who listen to this podcast would know what they said was that this is the process that is followed that a CAG prepares a report the report is submitted to the PAC which is a public accounts committee I guess and when they said the report is submitted it is if I'm explaining you a process I'm saying the process is that, you know, Karthik sets up, then a message is sent mm. to us that please come, the hafta is ready, then the recording is done. That doesn't mean it has been done. That is a process that is to be followed. So I think one could say that it's mischievous, but even if someone were to just explain the process, I think they would use this language only. They would not use any other language. Haan, but I think there was an assumption by the court that it had been, it had done. been done. The Supreme Court to felt oh. it had been done. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, was, but the wording of... At least this bit that's been made public doesn't seem that it was 
misleading. What is in the public is Supreme Court's interpretation. But what was given to Supreme Court by the government was in a sealed cover. No, so we don't has, know like what. It has two things. One is the CAG report was in public domain. Hmm. Which it is not. There is no not. CAG report. Right. Okay. And the, oh, second, so and the second, is, second is that the PA, PAC had seen that report. I okay, see. so there are two elements. So how can there be a typo? Right, and that's, this. So there is some. And, and again, this is the problem of the sealed cover. You know, like such a mistake if it was out in the media on that yes. day, if this was submitted, yes. people would have picked it up and reported yes. and said, "Look, this is what the government is hmm. saying, and this is clearly not what's happening." But because it was in a sealed cover, it's. Anushka, you were saying? No, I was saying in the, in that's fundamental to what they've said, right, or the, the court's judgment or their output on this. If they, if it's not that the PAC has not seen the CAG. That's a big missing element there. Sure. Um, if tomorrow, uh, the government appoints me as a Supreme Court judge. So will it be a favor or will, will it not be? I'm not a lawyer. I've not done anything. Uh, yeah, but I, I do think, although one of the things about this is that the part that Ambani is going to be supplying, it's not an aviation part. It is a part like, a, I don't know if it is a ball bearing, but for example, it could be a ball bearing that could be used in a cycle. It could be used in a screw. It could be used, like if I'm wearing nuts and bolts, the nuts and bolts is not really an aviation part. I don't need aviation expertise to make nuts and bolts. So what that part is, is also important. But I just one quick thing that I want to, because when Madhu said that the petitioners made that mistake, so the petitioners are Yashwan Sinha, Arun Shori, Prashant Bhushan, and ML Sharma. Does anyone remember ML Sharma? ML Sharma? <laughs> yeah. Uh, ML Sharma CBI. No, no, that's Amel no. Sharma. No, no, he's the lawyer Amel Sharma. You know the one who I've interviewed? No, 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 no. it can't be the lawyer Amel It can't, because he was famous for these, na, PILs. No, but Amel Sharma was former CBI director. No, this is yeah. the crazy Amel Sharma. I think it's no, that Amel, Amel Sharma. Sharma was... But his lawyer Amel Sharma. So lawyer Amel Sharma I've interviewed who had, who was defending the uh, rapist ah. of Jyoti Singh who was raped and he said some bizarre things. So Congress was actually against these petitioners. They said that this petition is BJP's, you know, work. We don't side with it. Yeah, and I think that's also that's because strange. the Supreme Court has limited what it can do with the PIL, right? Because it has to be a fundamental rights issue for the Supreme Court to weigh in. Yeah. So either in this case, they should have taken that and ordered a special investigate an SIT, or then it, it should be done the way the 2G and all was done, but which the, was a joint JPC. Interestingly, media, the way media spun it, like this was one case where all pretenses or all the pretenses have been off for a long time. Yeah. But with this case, it was clear that by the you know, a republic and times saying, Supreme Court gave the clean, will Rahul apologize? Will It just became, ki bhai, chandi ho gai, now we are good. Supreme Court ne bol diya, Modi ko vote do, ye tumhara desh. It was so, like, blatant. It, it was it spun. Went, it was really spun out of control. It was spun out of control. Like all things. But I just want one <laughs> one question. What is this sealed covers nonsense here? I mean, I don't get it. We for are, something like this, I don't know. For anything, like for example, when the Supreme Court, when the whole uh, defaulters list, give it to us in a sealed cover, how how is that compromising national security? Here I can say, hai bhai, this is a, a weapon that is going to protect national interest if we give away too much. Like for example, an RTI, if you file an RTI, how many eggs are supplied to Siachen or to the border with Pakistan along Punjab? You will not get an answer to that RTI because... Someone can calculate if they are going to eat so many people every day, so that is national security. But who are the top 10 defaulters of the country? How is that national security? That should be public knowledge. So the, I don't the sealed cover business is, I don't get it, man. I mean, there was an SIT report into this IPL fixing, match fixing, and which had given a na name of 13 players. They are still in the... Mm. No, in the you should just go get They are still in the sealed cover. Sealed covers and open it and then mm. put it out. 
Yeah. We can't. One can't even do that, no. <laughs> I guess that'll be contempt. In the of US, court. though, you could, right? You can. Well, yeah, look up but some of these. I think US we have too far away from things. us. Okay. So um, now I just want to start off with. Um, let me start with you, Anushka, and then we'll come to Madhu. Kamal Nath being made Chief Minister. How much of an outrage against basic justice is that? Is is it correct to say that making him Chief Minister is an endorsement of accused rioters, or is it not that simple in your view? I honestly don't know too much about the legal cases against him from the Jina Sikh riots. I think that if it's been disposed, from what I understand, and that was kind of fairly accepted, then I think that's fine. A person can't be held hostage to it all the time. But if there's a pending case, then I think it's not not fair. But I I don't know the details. Madhu, honestly. what is your view? Kamal Nath being announced as chief minister does it kind of fly in the face of those who want to? You know, he was minister in the UPA government. I didn't see this kind of outrage then. Right. Why not? He was commerce minister and surface transport minister as well. Also environment minister. He, he was urban, urban affairs minister. He was many ministers in the past. Why did the outrage not happen then? Uh, this is not whataboutery. It gives you a, a, a real insight into news organizations today because they look at certain things. The UPA was in power, so it's fine for him to become minister. Mm. Now, because the UPA is not in power... All this is flying. What happened? But should he, in either case, what is your view? Should he be a minister well, or does think, it matter? I think the point is that we are presuming that he's guilty. We don't know. It should, like Sajjan Kumar, he's been convicted. Unless the man is convicted, we don't know. Right. Sir? Um, Kamalnath, to me, I know him more uh, as an elitist, an industrialist. Hmm. Uh, rather than uh, you know a person against whom an FIR has been filed, hmm. I also know him uh, for uh, you know changing the course of the river. Yes, that was a famous one. Uh, and then the river we took did a his story. House. We broke that story uh. in, in the Indian Express long many many years ago. So I know these things about him. And uh, but as an 84 accused, he's not really no, known no, as an 84. No, no, no. Your view, Manisha? H.S. Pulka, Manoj Mitta's book, and Sanjeev Suri's account are pretty clear that he was involved in the Rakab Ganj Gurdwara, mm. uh, which was burnt, and he was there. Mm. And again, like, I mean, even in 2002, there are eyewitnesses who've said certain things and nothing has been proved against them. So I, if you're a party that is countering Modi's hate and, you know, this lynch mob, or whatever, politics of BJP, and you have him as your chief minister, hmm. kind of exposes you. But also the fact is that he was in charge of Congress and Madhya Pradesh before going into elections. So the Congress did come to power under On his, his. Yeah. Uh, directions there. So uh, Madhu's right when she says there should have been mm. and there was to be fair there was always the, the people who are outraging about Kamal Nath have always sort of brought this to light I personally think no he shouldn't be he shouldn't be what made chief minister he shouldn't be made he shouldn't have been even uh, Madhya Pradesh's in charge but that's for an this reason for this reason or for, for some this, other reason because there are like clear eyewitness accounts of him being if you're really serious about bringing justice if you're really serious about looking into what really happened in 84 and there are eyewitnesses account mentioning him there should be he shouldn't I be I think Kamal Nath was be, never uh, you know the prime was, he was never in the same look you know that we had this there are that the Congress party uh, glosses tries to gloss over which is the emergency hmm. 84 riots the um, uh, going into the temple uh, 
in Amritsar mm. to start with. There, the banning of Sal- Salman Rushdie's book. There's so many things which are swept under the carpet, and this is just one of them that the Congress yeah, but does. But I will say, I've read Manoj Mitra's book, and I've read the accounts of this Rakab Ganj incident. Sanjay Suri's. I none of the incidents say that he was leading the mob. No, Sanjay Suri's report in the Indian Express said he was. But Manoj Mittas doesn't say he was leading the mob. Basically, the he was know, the, controlling the mob. There were two or three accounts I've read of this first-person accounts, and even as someone who doesn't like the man at all, it could be two things. Apparently, they went to him to say, "Look, this is happening. You are an elected representative. Come out." Because someone went to him and asked him to come out because they were sent, uh, setting the gurdwara on fire. Is that Manoj Mittas? I'm confusing no. two pieces. Sanjay Suri's piece. What does Manoj Mittas' book say? Have you, have you read it? Because I've I read it a few I've years ago. I've read a passage which pretty much says what Sanjay Suri says, that who reported in the Indian Express the next day that he was present for three hours when the gurdwara was burning. No, no, he was present. And he was controlling the mob. He no, uses yeah, the, word the word controlling, controlling the mob. Now, the thing about this controlling, because I may be mixing up two accounts, so I'll put it out there because I've read Manoj Mittas' book and I've read two other kind of accounts of this. I remember one of them said that someone went to him and said, look, this is happening. You are a Congress leader. Control them. He went there. And now I'm imagining that situation. There's this mob that's huge out of control. I don't recall anyone saying he was leading that mob. Controlling like, the mob. Yeah, but I don't hear anyone saying like Controlling can also mean stopping. Oh. Trying to control. So, the exact term was controlling the crowd. Yeah. So apparently, you know, he, according to the defense, uh, you know, who have also claimed to be there. He tried to say, dude, what are you doing? And then he realized these guys want blood. So he said, I'm out of here. I'm not getting involved in something that could hurt me. And he was I don't called... Know. I think so- you're being too charitable because it also says that the officers there wondered why he was there and he said he was sent by Rajiv Gandhi. So how does he know that this was burning? And for two hours, if you're there and the uh, Gurdwara is being burned... When- and also he was very close to Indira Gandhi, right? Yeah, Wasn't he, he was known as close. his third son or something? No, 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 no. He was not close to Indira Gandhi. No. Indira Gandhi was very close to Sanjay. HKL Bhagat. Wasn't he the one who also Dhawan, held her? Dhawan, he was never close to her personally. She treated him as one of Sanjay's friends. And that was his... He was never close to her personally, no. Dhawan was very close to Of course, Dhawan was her right-hand man but he never he was considered like too junior at that time to be considered close to the the whole crowd of people around Indira Gandhi and he was nowhere near breathing her air there was no way and my personal instinct says that I think he would consider himself above doing all this he might direct people to do it he might say jake karlo i could imagine that but i can't imagine him being there on the streets yeah, himself. and, and, and this is what the nanavati commission says hmm. the congress mp was unable to explain why he was in front of the gurdwara for about two hours which as the commission said was quite a long time the commission also found it a little strange that he left the place abruptly without even contacting the police officers who had come there if he still is sta- staped indictment and manmohan's and whatever then the peace goes yeah but again i'm not being charitable to him but what i'm saying is the accounts that i've read and the way they're worded it's is not, not as black and white as hmm. some people are making it out to be and that's on my interpretation if someone to read were to read those exact accounts it is not as black as sachin kumar hmm. he was leading the mob he's saying you know kill hmm. them ye karo there is no such eyewitness account that i have read of kamal nath saying exactly that that's hmm. i'm just making that distinction and it's an important distinction to make journalistically i think but mm. that's an important question though because in these cases it's always hard legally also to really prove exactly who played what role way back a it's been a long yeah, time b at that too time, long time same thing for even the 2002 cases so when do we decide to be charitable and when do we decide to say that it's you know e- even if there's a slight doubt 
that it could have happened is not okay. Like maybe here the criticism is not that he led it, but that he restrained from doing anything about it. Right. Mm. That that seems to be a little bit more of a plausible sure. issue, which is a lot of the criticism in the other riot cases that people who had the power didn't stop it, didn't call the police. Um, I I feel like I have a bias here. If this was the 2002 cases, I would my response would probably be that no, we should not. Mm. Um, and and I don't I think that bias for me is mainly because that happened when I was once I was born. Well, 1984 to me has a less of a connect, but. Um, yeah, when do you decide to be charitable? No, but I, this doubt? I, I mean, I have a kind of an answer to this and Madhu has more experience in the specific that I'm going to say. By the time I joined News Trek, Babri had been done and dusted because I was in school when Babri happened. But when I joined Ashok, um, you know, Jami, they were all the cameramen who had been there with their assistants. Some of them had become cameramen. And I used to hear accounts of that. Now, they were doing their reporting, but when the shit hit the fan... They realized that they couldn't report. They still continued to try to do reporting, but they could not. So they tied patta on their heads and started saying, Mandir vahi banayega. That's how Ashok survived, basically. So in... Not only survived, he smuggled he saved the, the tape tapes, out. Yeah, because he, he put hit the, the tapes, tapes under a priest's charpai. No, and he said there was like half a wall that was demolished. He put it at the back. Then he also started shouting slogans and... <laughs> that was to save his ass, That's basically. That's the best thing to do during a riot. Okay, <laughs> now... Join the mob. Uh, I have been in violent mobs-like situations... And after a while, when you're trying to say, dude, let me do my job, I'll do it. But if it doesn't, then you just kind of go with the flow. Yeah. Then have you mm. stopped being a journalist? Similarly, if you're a political leader and the mob is beyond your control, will you risk your life? I mean, you should if you're a great leader. Or will you say, you know what, let me just merge into the mob and then patli gali se kato when I can. Because I don't want to be burned. Now, the difference between that... Now, I won't give Rajiv Gandhi the benefit of doubt. If Rajiv was alive today, I'd say he should be given the death penalty for what he oversaw. Mm. So, Modi for me is Rajiv. Yeah, I can sure. understand if Modi is in the middle of a mob of 400 and he tries to control them and they say, Hat, chachu, tujhe bhi denge. Then he kind of says, But if he's sitting with the entire state apparatus at his disposal mm. and then he says, Hamare paanch, hamare then it is not the same thing. When you're in the middle of a mob, is a very different thing. But you know, I, in Rajiv Gandhi's case, what were you doing um, with three hours? when the riots took place, he was not prime minister yet, as I recall. They happened, or maybe he was. They had decided uh, what the aims were. Yeah. No, done. but he was on a flight and then he came back and all that. So he was sworn in the same day. So my recollection is that, not my recollection, my guess is that it wasn't knowing how the Congress Party functioned at that time. I don't think Rajiv Gandhi ordered the killings of Sardars. I think these were the people who wanted to please the Gandhi family. They thought that this would be a way of showing that we have done this And Madhu, you, even and then the people... They, and then, then they're told that riots are happening all over uh, and they keep quiet about it because they are upset about their mother dying. And, uh, no, and so you keep quiet and say, Karne do. But agar wo kiya, they then will he says, jab bada hai. And somebody must have said that to him when it happens. That's, a, I think, a, a, a statement said from somebody else which resonated with Rajiv Gandhi because that's not Dosco language. Yeah, but <laughs> no, but I just think that if you have. See, you can't say I'll take the mantle of leadership, but I'll behave like a, you know, wimpy willow who doesn't know what to do. Then don't become PM. If you have become PM and you have the state machinery of a country size of India at your disposal and this happens under your nose, you deserve to be tried for murder. No, But, you know, remember one thing, the reality of it is that he was a pilot 24 hours before 
All right. He suddenly pushed into this position. He and had a then, choice to say no. No, one second. He had, yeah, that's a separate issue. He was pushed into this position. He took it knowingly. He became the prime minister. This is a pilot who suddenly now has to wake up one morning and say, I have the state machinery under my control. I don't think he had it together. No, I don't I, think he I had it together enough I to say, send out the army and stop it. I a man with some political experience might have done that. That, okay, enough of this. We are not going to kill for, for my mother's death and take a decision like that. I don't think he was that decisive to start with. Well, that's why, what I mean, which is why you are culpable in, in that pogrom. Because if you and also i don't believe that you don't know that you have that power if you grow no, up i'm not an, defending him i'm just analyzing no, no, him. i understand that yeah. and why i think the bit about not knowing your power i know the sons of lots of politicians and one thing that all these dudes have in common is they know what they can do they know what they can do at the age of bloody 12 and they do it so no, sanjay I'm not had good, that so Sanjay so, used to flout his power. Unless Rajiv, Rajiv was a complete retard, no, it's not Rajiv possible was, he Rajiv was actually trying to lead a very low-key life. Not trying to, he was leading a very low-key life. He was flying, he was a pilot, and wanted to be just left alone with his family. He was not into politics. I understand that. but And, and in fact, when Sanjay Gandhi was cremated, he objected to the place where he was being cremated. He said that he's not in any way a national official leader, this is not the place for him to be cremated. He objected to that. There was a lot of non-political things that he did. So when uh, the emergency ended, it is a known fact that they had packed their bags and they were ready to leave. Rajiv Gandhi, Sonia and their two kids. Hmm. They were not ready to face, whereas Sanjay and Indira were here. Yeah, all that is true. Fighting free. I'm saying that can be true. At the same time, he knowing what the power he has. No, I disagree. Well. I don't think he even knew. He just fell but into it. But then he it. made a statement. He made a damning statement. That and, he did. And then, then Congress that guys giving, were that clapping that after hmm. that. That's the most Sorry? amazing. The when he said that, when he said that, people were clapping after that. Yes. <laughs> but one thing I'd really been keen on exploring or reading about is like there have been a piece, lot of pieces written about the RSS role in the Sikh riots and how they also abetted the crimes. And a lot of people from that time say that there was animosity against Sikhs among the Hindus in the way that you see today for Muslims. And that is something I'd like that's to know. No, I'd no, like no, to that's know. That's not true. What is that? Because of Khalistan and no, because that of that's not no, true. No, Even not when true. Khalistan and the Punjab problem was huge, it was bigger than what is happening in Kashmir. Yeah. And KPS Gill handled it. Even then, there was a difference in the way Hindus viewed Khalistan supporters and six. six. There was, there was a, distinction. a big difference. Yes. So there was no animosity towards six because six were suffering in Punjab also. also. There was an exodus from, from Punjab and people left uh, Punjab because of the violence in, in perpetrated by the Khalistanis. And they did not have the same kind of support hmm. as Kashmiris give uh, Azadi protesters. So there was no animosity. So there was none. none. No. Okay. Then what explains RSS's role? Strange. I, I think that that's a new one I've heard. I think it was non-existent. There were lumpen elements. There's lumpen elements yeah. and that happens all the time. So I'll just move forward with, uh, well, there's this one mail from a subscriber. He said he doesn't want it to be read out, but I will share it with Madhu and Manisha because it is addressed to me, but also mentions them. And uh, I mean, the limited point you made of, we should kind of make um, clear our positions I'm not sure what you mean because that's what we do in the course of Hafta. So, anyway, but yeah, I'll, I'll let them, them read it. He means political positions. 
Yeah, Maybe but we make it but, more clear. But I don't think either of you have a committed position. I do not have a position. committed political con- and position. And I mean, I will tell you who I will vote for. I mean, I'm happy to tell you, but I. I'm I an avowed a- apolitical person. I've been. I'm too old to support any political party. I've seen them come and go. My job I, is the same. But, but those of you who want to subscribe to News Laundry, there's a good <laughs> time to completely irrelevant segue to just plug it. Subscribe to News Laundry. Pay to keep news free. Because political parties come and go, winter becomes spring and summer and autumn, but a subscription is forever. It's not actually, you have to renew it every month, <laughs> slime walls. But, oh God. but do subscribe because that's the only way independent news will survive. And my recommendation has to do with this as well. This mail is from Siddharth Torani. Dear lamb burning work shy communist peasants. Huh? Comrade Abhinandan has been compromised. Also something your listeners should pay heed to. My reasoning is as follows. Abhinandan admitted to the usefulness of markets and price discovery a few haftas ago, the very mechanism for sustaining tyranny. He dared criticize the interpreted gospel of Marx, the wire.in, for being too ideological, a sure sign of being a bhakt. Unlike the patron saints of self-righteous indignation, Arundhati Roy and Gauri Lankesh, he doesn't have an automatic hatred of the Indian diaspora who pay for his content sustaining his tyrannical regime. From his former days Literally of... He adores his subscribers. From his former days of burning crisp new notes in front of a Marx-Lenin idol, he now burns Marx-Lenin posters in front of a gold-cast diamond-studded rupee symbol. So Abhinandan <laughs> is many things, a capitalist pig, a member of the ruling elite, bourgeois, not very funny, a reactionary cultural hegemon, periodically whiny, but he damn sure is not a tree-hugging lefty commie hippie. Ab sab milke bolo, har har mahadev dev ki... Jai. In riches and wealth, shady zillion hai. So he's I'm got you. He's got you. I don't know whether he's being like. Yeah, this is really, I really like this email. Because we're not sure. I like what, it too. Is he being sarcastic in no, a no, good way no, or a bad way? I think he I like means every word. I want to believe it. Kind of defending I want you. to believe it. I don't want to take it as sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great. Khatam karo. That's it. Oh, it's lovely. short and sweet. Please send him my You're personal congratulations for a great email. Siddharth, personal congratulations of Madhus for a great email. Lefty to you're not. That's yeah. I'm lefty, not a lefty. Righty, centry, no, no. Kuch samaj nahi hai isko. Why am I not a lefty? That's the most uh, wrong sort of uh, this thing that you get being called a commie or naxal or you, lefty. Yeah. I don't that think you're, you're a lefty. That. I don't no. think you're a righty. Hmm. And you may think you support up, but you don't. No, I, I sh- see through it totally. Okay. <laughs> he Very did initially, but he doesn't now. <laughs> he does not now. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I don't support a party considering I've written two pieces on news laundry only trashing certain things about them but any before we wind up any other issues that you think we've ignored or that need to be commented upon on how media covers certain things this week before we come up with our suggestions Anushka you're free to tell us as well because I just had one little input to give on uh, the Republic Summit which had everyone from Modi down to I I believe it was a very successful summit well, if the Prime Minister comes, it's successful. Mm-hmm. And uh, the BJP President. And, and Amit Shah. And, and a huge <coughs> crowd. And Ambani. And Mukesh Ambani. Sorry, what more do you want? Now, the point <laughs> is, it's, I, I thought it was like the AGM of the BJP. <laughs> I was like, just you should do both into one. Say, BJP ka atma chintan We've better. got a tweet. <laughs> Make a piece on that. Saath hi karlo. Let's just finish it off. Baad mein phir ek aur hall book karenge. Phir sab wahi aayenge. Yahi par kar dena. I think that's a great piece. Republic's uh, AGM. AGM. With the BJP. The BJ- Please write it. Now th- I'll, okay, I'll, I'll try to <laughs> write this. Spare <laughs> time to pick up the slack in your life. Okay. <laughs> but I will say, the entire, um, you know, I think for a long time, the public had, the, the people, Modi supporters had kind of internalized that he's not scared. He doesn't want to talk to the press because he's so disdainful of them. 
I for the first time saw Amit Shah and Modi looking slightly pathetic in their bullshit that they were spouting without Why? being challenged. Why is that? It didn't have that swagger of confidence that his earlier sh- bullshit did. कि मैं ये करूंगा हजार रुपए यहाँ करेंगे फिर वहां से एम एस पी ये कर देंगे दो हजार करोड़ तो ऐसे ही हो गए तो अपने आप ही ये डेफिसिट मोदी or maybe the eyes have changed i don't know but it was really fun to see amit shah become a little uncomfortable when he raised 84 because even if he doesn't raise 2002 the kind of questions he asked yeah. no ki riot hue dangay hue justice nahi milna chahiye he's like kamal nathi ki koi bhi ho koi bhi ho sabko cases ka justice hona chahiye so you could sense that yeah. i mean this is amit shah yeah. he no, oh. 2002 <laughs> mein to justice ka hai hi nahi na <laughs> jo bhi eyewitnesses the unko udate udate the killing all of them gaye Let's say उड़ गए पता नहीं उड़ाया किसने लेकिन इतने चाटू है की लास्ट मिनट तक सर ये बोलो मैं सबसे अच्छी लाइन दूंगा ये चुटकुल like dude that's one interpretation it, it, it was just such Haan, a chatu thing to, to do me, it didn't look and, bad and, yeah. and i mean if anything later rahul should would should have called and said duffer even mics about 1 foot away from you they catch you know it's a hot mic so, so that's what came across that i felt that uh that he has to be tutored you felt that no i felt I that, feel that he shouldn't come to a stage and be tutored on stage they should know that the mics are hot i think and and that either they know and they don't mind making a f- him look like an ignoramus or he wanted to show that i listen to everybody ha i'm i'm a consultative like yeah. everything happens with all in all it wasn't great i have one more twitter uh, image to do sorry no. sorry you had something to say about this no sir? i said ki he hasn't been, he has been tutored uh, enough to stand alone in front of the ha i don't think he press. needs i don't think too, he needs anything i can understand ahmed patel one of these wily fox advising him but dude sindhya is advising you seriously <laughs> like that that's like tehsin punawala advising like that uh, sambit patra <laughs> and yeah huh. oh, no, i was going to say that modi did some um, uh, meet with all bollywood personalities to get i don't know some input right. of fulfill conversation but i mean it's appalling it's like this massive room of like i think 40 or 50 just men and you have to be really thick in 2018 to not get how bad that looks and mm. they've put this all over twitter and it's like it's an image that is so drastically wrong So I just wanted to vent about that for ten seconds. Yes. Which event was this? I missed this. It, it was a, a delegation of the film delegation. industry meeting. Did Akshay Kumar? Uh, did he have anything to do with it? I didn't see his name. Yeah, in that. Bollywood is pretty much known for never taking any committed stance, except for the bhaktas who you know who are starry-eyed about Modi. But the, whenever there's an issue, when a, a film is banned or there's a problem, they don't, they don't set up. They up, don't yeah. step up for anything. In Nasiruddin Shah today, he spoke. Ah, I saw that. Oh, by the way, any cricket fans here? Do we need to discuss cricket? No. Okay, fine, thanks. Fine. <laughs> okay. So, 
Recommendations, Madhu, let's start with you. A uh, really good piece in Vanity Fair by my friend Marie Brenner about a man called Bill Browder, who's described as part Jason Byrne, part Don Quixote, is ramping up his one-man war on Vladimir Putin. And it is about, he is an American-born financier who became a prime focus of that infamous Trump Tower meeting to understand why he's so bent on revenge. The mogul who came in from the cold. It's a really... I'd really like to read this because this whole Trump shit has really hotted up over yeah. the last week. I didn't yeah, want so to discuss really international politics. And, and the Trump thing is really, really funny because uh, with after Kelly, John Kelly resigning, he really hasn't been able to find anyone. Yeah. And now he's find some, found someone who... Who had said about him like a few yeah, months ago, he's a horrible human being or something. A, yeah, he's a terrible mm-hmm. human being. So he's really up he's desperate, facing yeah. a... But uh, even legally... Hmm. Shit is hitting the fan. Yeah, he's in big trouble. He's in big trouble. Because everything is... That foundation that they had to close down and everything's just looking worse. And, and you know, he's been signing checks while he was running for his... Mm -hmm. It's it's really not a good situation. The other thing that I've been watching on Netflix because I love historical series is Trotsky. Oh, how is that? I was wondering if I should watch it. Wonderful. And the best recommendation, Veer Das's new show on Netflix. On Netflix. Hmm. So this Trotsky. So be prepared for some foul language, but it's. Re- I think I don't remember, but I think it's really brilliantly funny. Raman sir, what is your recommendation? Uh, CNN has put out uh, a story today on Ma- Modi that he's looking really weak uh, after the three elections. So they have analyzed it well. So I think it's a good story. Matlab looking weak. It's an article. He's, no, no, he's weak pol- politically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said health. I said weak. <laughs> then if you had said that Amit Shah is looking weak I was like dude although he eats gajar ka paratha I don't know if you know like no, you spoke about them no, in uh, public submit yeah. so, on gajar ka parathas no no no, no. <laughs> they, they, they were not looking good oh, it's a, oh like that so oh. the CNN has Oh, done Given an some analysis. reasons, they have just argued out how I see. Interesting. politically. For the first time, Modi is looking very weak. Anushka? Huh, I have a book recommendation, mm. one that I'm currently reading. It's uh, it's quite famous. It's called Rag Darbari by Srilal Shukla. Mm. And this is the 50th year of the book. It came out in 1968. And I'm halfway through. And it's just excellent, both for... Uh, kind of reading more regional literature, Hindi literature now is an English translation, but also it's just such good commentary on how citizens interact with the state. And I think for us to better understand this relationship with how we look at bureaucracy and interact public institutions, it's just amazing. Raj Darbari. Raag Darbari. Raag Darbari. Okay. Can I give one more sure. very unconventional recommendation? This is of a museum, actually. Mm. Um, I was in Amritsar uh, a few days ago and mm. I went to the Partition Museum. And I realized not many people know about this. But if you do go to Amritsar, it is one of the most incredible museums. It opened Thank only... Aluwalia. I think so, yes. Mm. Yeah, and her daughter, I think Malika Aluwalia as well, is one of the curators. But it only opened two years ago, and it's huge. It took me about two, three hours to go through the whole thing. But it tells a really beautiful story of India pre-independence to kind of where we are today. I feel guilty about rare. that because she has been bugging me for years to contribute to it because I have a huge amount of stories from my parents and grandparents moving from Lahore to the, and I, I wasn't but able to do Samari it. This is Samari Oh, really? Hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Hmm. Well, we worked with, I mean, I worked with her when I used to work in Newstrack. She used to work for Madhu as well. Hmm. I want one piece in Reuters for everyone to read. Uh, Johnson & Johnson's new for decades that asbestos lurked yeah. in its baby powder. It's just, it makes you so angry 
to read this. So basically, between 71 and 2000s, Johnsons knew that they had asbestos traces in their uh, baby powder because that's where you where you mine from. You find asbestos, and they didn't do anything about it. They didn't disclose it to the regulators. They didn't tell. They didn't issue any disclosures. While internally, they have memos and memos discussing that this has been found. What do we do about it? How do we fix it? And somebody sued and all them that also while for women ca- getting got cancer. cancer and mm. Johnson's baby powder is such an aspirational product in India too because my father's in the army and we have our Mali and our help who like give him money ki please hamale like canteen se baby powder leao. Everyone uses it. It's such a it's such a breach of such a basic Actually, trust. Actually, a lot of educated mothers. And I have grown mothers, up using uh, but like nobody, Johnson's baby powder. Uh, recently, none of the young mothers have been using Johnson's baby powder because they know of the cancer. But thing. I hope in Le- India they've stopped. Can selling I just it? recommend to? young mothers who are looking for which powder to use use cornstarch basic cornstarch just mm. refined cornstarch but I'm wondering in India what has happened with this are we, is the powder still available at least it, it, it is I think it's available it's but the thing is that it, we and have people to people won't know we this. really have to educate young mothers to not use it and um, there are more expensive products like um, Forest Essentials makes a cornstarch but basic just actual cornstarch Mm. for babies is safe. And New York Times has some more bad, horrible Facebook stories. Stories So I'll link that also. So, uh, I mean, speaking of powder, we only used to use cuticura in our house. I don't know if that is uh, carcinogenic. That's for prickly heat. No, cuticura was regular powder and like any good, my mother being Tamilian, she used to put powder on my face. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I wasn't as dark as my other cousins, I was just, it was a reflex action. So when I used to go to school and I had powder on my face, this was you have powder on your face. I said, isn't that where you put powder? They said, no. I said, well, in my house they do, so it's too bad. But Next, so I heard like some mothers put and you can still no, no, see on the it fa- here. No, face really put on their face. In the 50s, it was normal when you went out, you'd see women with powder on their uh, huh. cleavage, powder huh. on their that shoulders and, and powder on their face. And face. all the ayahs used powders on their face. Yes, yeah, so so when I get the smell of uh, powder and beery and Vaseline, that reminds me of my ayah in Shimla. <laughs> <laughs> so I was only missing the beady, just saying. Uh, and uh, my recommendation, before I do my recommendation, Mohit Singh, I haven't read out your letter, it's 300 words. Uh, you have to keep it shorter, bro. But he has some very uh, constructive criticism and Mohit, you don't have to apologize for being trying to sound, uh, at sounding harsh. You are not sounding harsh. I think it is valid criticism. Then uh, uh, there's Madhu keeps telling us as well. He says, what is news on his visions? He says that you do a lot of reportage and some of it is important because it's important subjects. But if media critique was your core competence, exactly. I'd like to see more of that. Exactly, so Manisha, that. Raman. So that is something you he said. <laughs> and, this, and the second thing that he said is, what is your relationship with Facebook? Uh, they were a close presence in the media rumble and even had a session. And he says they own three platforms and their policies have strong influences on what news see and don't see. He says, Caravan, Hartosh Singh well raised some serious allegations against Facebook. Mm. And given Caravan's record, I expect them to shed more light. I was hoping NL would beat them to it. Well, to answer your question, our relationship with them is, yes, they have been the primary uh, partners for the Media Rumble um, for the last two years. At the same time, uh, we have carried that uh, Aruna wrote those scathing pieces against um, or did you against internet? What was that thing that they were doing when everything becomes ah, internet? Net neutrality. Uh, net neutrality. No, no. Internet.org. No. Internet.org. Free basics. Free yeah? basics. Free basics. So Fair we were critical yeah. of free basics. It didn't stop us from 
writing articles were, were yeah, you yeah, critical yeah. of it or was anurag yeah i was very critical of it anurag was not so much and we interviewed quite uh, one of the very so, fascist critics of but yeah they are our primary partners in uh, the media rumble you're right okay my recommendation for the week is this episode from hidden brain called starving the watchdog uh, i quote the episode info when a newspaper shuts down there are obvious costs to the community it ser- serves job losses fewer local stories but new research suggests there's another consequence that's harder to spot one that comes with a hefty price tag for residents so for those of you who don't pay for news and think that you're saving money there is a study that has been done that actually showed they tracked a lot of places where the local newspaper shut down because it wasn't sustainable and the amount spent by the municipality and well quote unquote corruption or spends went up because there was no one to question where you're spending that so up to 60 million dollars of your community's money was being used that would have ordinarily been questioned had there been a local media watchdog asking ki bhai ye paisa kya kiya kyun kiya to if you think aapne paise bacha liye not paying for news aapne bahut bada nuksan hua hai aapka because that lighthouse someone has to pay for and the government is paying for the lighthouse the lighthouse will only say the government is wonderful so do read it it'll, it 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 explains why it is important to pay for news otherwise you are it's not just an ethical bad choice it is a financial bad choice not to pay for news as well so on that note i'll leave you with this song until next week pay to keep news free cuz on the public pays the public is served leave your abuse on my twitter timeline share your valuable feedback and critique at contact@newslaundry.com at thank you all for listening thank you panel thank you kartik and anil thank for you. recording and thank producing you. this thank podcast you. until next week goodbye saadi hi vocabulary vich failure word hi hai ni rakhe ji ne chele chapde asli o marde hi hai ni saadi hi vocabulary vich failure word hi hai ni khok di te ladde ਕਿਰਾ ਕਰਦੀ ਹੋਣਾ ਉਹਦਾ ਕੁੰਡਾ ਯਾ All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.